Today is Wednesday, November 16th, 2022. It's been two weeks since my last podcast, and I'm sorry for that, but, you know, shit happens. But I did get a tweet yesterday from JT. Uh, is it JT? You know, I always do this. I'm sorry, it was from Jay Smith, Jay at Orlando. And he says, are you going to podcast about the Red Tsunami? And I told him, yes, I was planning to, and I was hoping to do it yesterday, but I didn't get to it, so I'm doing it today. And as you know, we did have the midterm elections a week ago, um, a week ago yesterday, and it was not the Red Tsunami as everyone was predicting it would be. It really turned into like... um, a pink drop or a red drop or whatever. However, if you look at what actually happened, the Democrats are keeping the Senate. Currently, we're at 50 votes to 49 votes. I mean, 50 to 49 with, I think there's just the runoff election from Georgia with Warnock and that brain-dead Herschel Walker. Jesus, he is dumb as a box of rocks. The, uh, the problem is the Democrats are going to be losing the House, it looks like. Now, right now, as it stands today, Wednesday, November 16th, the um, House is broken up by... Oops, I hit the microphone, sorry. Uh, Democrats have 209 seats, and the Republicans have 217 seats. The majority is 218, or I should say the... Uh, yeah, I guess two, the majority would be 218 seats. And it looks like the Democrats, I mean, the Republicans are going to gain two more seats. And it's possible that the Democrats can gain one, two, three, four, five. It looks like five more seats, but that's not enough. That puts us at 214 to 219. So um, it's very close, but it's definitely not the red wave, the red tsunami, whatever that so many of these crazy Republicans were predicting. I mean, and then there were, you know, several races that were standouts, um, both with governorships and with Senate seats and with House seats. I think the uh, a couple of the governorships that I, w- I wanted to mention was um, in Arizona, that ca- crazy Carrie Lake uh, finally lost yesterday. I think it was yesterday they made that announcement to the... Um, uh, uh, former attorney general, I can't think of her name now. Is it Hobbs? What's her name? I don't know. Um, oh no, that's uh, I'm looking at the wrong thing. I can't think of the lady's name, but she, the Democrat, won, and she's now the um, Democratic governor of Arizona. Now, another one that uh, went the wrong way, I think, of course, is in Georgia with Stacey Abrams' loss to. Um, see, why can't I think of these Republican people? Um, Brian, uh, Brian Kemp, I think it was. Yeah, so, uh, I think that's who it was. You know, I don't know all the names, but I know that, that she lost and I felt bad for her because I was really, really hoping that she would win. And then the third one is in Texas where Be- Beto O'Rourke um, lost to, uh, again, to um, is it Greg Abbott there. See, I don't know these people. Um, but Beto O'Rourke lost and he didn't, actually he didn't do very well um, in his, uh, elections. So I, I don't know why that wasn't stronger, but I guess Texas just isn't ready to turn purple or even a light shade of blue yet. 
Now, when it comes to all these different House races and Senate seats and stuff, as I said, Georgia is still out. We still have um, Warnock against Herschel Walker, and that is so close. I mean, right? Well, it's going to a runoff election on December 6th, I think. Um, so there's that one still out. But I, I have a good feeling that we're actually going to get that seat, that Senate seat. Oh, shit. I keep hitting the microphone. I want to turn this a little bit towards me. Sorry, this meta stuff. Um, so, yeah, there's that one. And then in Arizona, Mark Kelly finally um, was named the winner of the Senate seat in Arizona against Blake Masters. Um, what was the other? Oh, in Pennsylvania with John Fetterman against um, Mehmet Oz. Actually, that one's a, a bigger percentage now that they've counted 98.4% of the votes. Fetterman, even though he had a stroke a couple months ago, or six months ago or something, he beat out that horrible fake doctor. Well, I shouldn't say a fake doctor. He actually is a doctor, but he's just a whack, wacko, uh, Mehmet Oz. Um, so there's those on the Senate side. On the um, House side, uh, well, there was, of course, a lot, a lot, a lot of um, seats up for grabs. Now, they, they don't, if I scroll over here, they don't tell me who... Who they are. Oh, shoot. I went past it. Oh, shoot. That's not what I wanted. Anyway, um, I was trying to think of some specific houses. Well, in around us, um, Jennifer Wexton won her seat again, which I don't know that it was that close either. Um, the thing is, think about this. How many House members can, uh, you know, representatives, um, can you name versus the senators? Because there's like 400 and... 30 or something like that, um, House members, and it's hard to remember all of them. But um, anyway, so I guess my point is, is that I'm agreeing with most people out there to say that it was definitely not a red wave or a red tsunami. And if anything, I think it was re relatively historic that for a first-term president at the midterms, he... I shouldn't say he, meaning Biden had anything to do with it, or you know, that was his doing, but um, that the midterms turned out awfully well for a first-term president. And I don't. I think it's something like it hasn't uh, gone this way in like 40 years in terms of um, not losing as many seats and still retaining one of the major houses of government. So um, I think it's pretty good. Of course, now, last night... We all knew it was coming. We all knew it was coming. But the orange menace is back. He has decided to run for a third time. Not a third presidency, but running for president for the third time. And I, I was watching the, you know, the talk shows this morning, Good Morning America, and um, I forget what the other one was. But anyway, on Good Morning America, they were talking about, yes, that he announced his presidency, third run for the presidency last night at Mar-a-Lago, and, you know, he changed his voting address to Mar-a-Lago, so now he is a, a, a resident of the state of Florida, which is fine because it's a totally red state uh, with that asshole DeSantis. But um, I, they, were, they noted a couple things about his announcement and the uh, people who were there and the people who were not there. For example, there were no members of Congress there at his announcement, except for the about to be um, kicked out of Congress, um, Hawthorne or 
Cawthorn. What's his, the guy in the wheelchair? What's his name? <laughs> Why can't I remember these people's names? <laughs> but um, Mad- Madison Hawthorne. Madison Hawthorne. Yeah. So um, he was there, but you know he lost his he lost his reelection, so he's out. And there were ap- actually no family members there in terms of the big players. Ivanka was, um, well, she actually put out a statement saying that she supports her father, she will support his reelection, but that she is going to do it outside of politics. I guess that means she will not be having um, a, uh, a position in the possible second uh, term of President Trump. And also, uh, Donald Trump Jr. was not there. Supposedly, he was out hunting in the West and couldn't get a flight back in time to uh, make it to the rally, make it to the announcement. So I thought that was very interesting. No members of Congress. And they also mentioned that there were no major backers in terms of money at the um, rally slash announcement. However, Carrie Lake from Arizona, the governor or the woman who lost the governorship, came out right away and supported, says that she will support Donald Trump to the end, which is pretty much why she lost her race. And and that's actually one of the things, I think the reasons why uh, Republicans are, you know, kind of stepping back now away from Trump because the majority of his endorsements lost their elections. So um, there's like, you know, people are starting to reject the, the Trump machine, I guess. And um, because he, he fails consistently over and over again, so why would you want to have his backing in your campaign if, you know, if he's kind of like, um, what's the term? I know there's a term for it. He's like, not glue, he's um, uh, anti, against, you know, if you have him, you will, you will have bad luck. You know, if you have him behind you, you will have bad luck. So um, anyway, so I agree. Yes, there was not a pink wave, a red wave, a tsunami, whatever. Um, and I was really, I was really, really pleased with the results. I stayed up until like, I don't know, 1230 that night watching the results. But so many of them were like, can't call it. It's too close. Can't call it. It's too close. And I'm like, I'm going to bed. And then it's been, you know, now we're talking a week and a day later and we're still waiting for um one two three four five six seven at least seven eight maybe nine announcements uh, to come in terms of finishing up these uh, vote counting and um, election decisions so um, of course I don't know of anybody in my uh, close circle of friends or, or or people I know who will even be thinking about Trump this next time. I'm really hoping, of course, that Biden runs for a second term and that his health holds out. You know, he's turning, I believe he's turning 80. Is that right? Coming up soon. So that's crazy. Anyway, um, so that's my take on the whole election thing. And um, I'm actually pleased with the results. And of course, I laugh at Trump running for a third term. Um, You know, but uh, the um, commentators on Good Morning America were saying things like, this president has so many lawsuits and so many um, investigations going that it's unprecedented unprecedented that a man who was a former president 
and is coming back for a second term has this much baggage coming into a re-election. They did mention that Grover Cleveland, who um, had a term and then left and then came back for a second term four years later, um, but he didn't have nearly any of the baggage that Trump is bringing with him to his third uh, his third election. So, you know, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I hope DeSantis doesn't run. I have a feeling that in Virginia, Yunkin, that, oh, God, he is just horrible, this Yunkin guy. But he's young, and when I say young, he's 50, and I think he's 50, 50 or 51. Um, and he's, you know, relatively good-looking. He's tall. You know, he's got all those kind of white man characteristics that Republicans like. So, you know, he may he may uh, decide to run, but he, he will have one more year of his governorship before when that election, I believe, is that right? I think so, yeah. He'll have one more year uh, in his governorship before he could become president. He, he would have to leave office, but anyway. All right, enough of this politics. Let's move on, let's move on, let's move on. Um, so I heard it announced yesterday that there are now 8 billion people on Earth. Now, I actually can remember in my lifetime when there when it was announced that there were 7 billion people on Earth. So, and actually, I think I was an adult when they announced that. So I can't believe another billion people have been born um, who are on the planet. You know, at back back then, well, we've, we've done this and we've heard this for years. There's always been this thing about so many people on the earth that is there going to be enough food and um, resources and all that stuff. But I, I'm not hearing that now as much in terms of the amount of people. It's more like, will climate change kill some of these people? And obviously it will in the long run. Um, but I think 8 billion people is a lot of fucking people. And I really actually can't stand about um, almost 8 billion of them because <laughs> I really don't like people. <laughs> I, I do not like, uh, well, I shouldn't say I don't like people, but I don't really like hanging out with people or, God, I really do not like talking on the phone. I don't think I know anybody who likes talking on the phone. When I see a phone number, I'm like, oh, let it go to voicemail and I'll just call them back. Um, anyway, so speaking of people and uh, things like that, I wanted to transition to Twitter because on the last podcast, we got a comment from Baron Frosty on the website and, um, I didn't reply to it, but I'm going to reply to it now, but I wanted to share it with you because I know people don't really go to the website and read the comments, but Baron Frosty says, of course, and he commented the day, the day after I posted the last podcast. So it's been two weeks. Um, he says, I had to leave Twitter because I cannot support a billionaire who has me who has made no secret of his conspiracy and white nationalist views, regardless of his love of, for the orange clown, which is also well known. He has loudly declared that he seized Twitter so that he could better control the conversation. He didn't like the conversation before, so he bought the entire platform. Now, the conversation will conform to his views. It's really that simple. I don't want to be part to be party to be a party to it. Social media platforms are already dangerous and a threat to our democracy and civil society. Putting him in charge of one of the most powerful influences influence engines on the planet is a recipe for disaster. I had to abandon ship. Many people say that they'll stay on Twitter, wade through the muck and fight the good fight. Quote, if we leave, they win. 
to me, this is equivalent to joining the Nazi party to try to fight Nazism. That's kind of true. I, that's, you know, that's an interesting quote there, or uh, idea. It simply does not make sense. Continuing to engage and add content to t- on Twitter would only make him richer, more powerful, and more able to influence outcomes. I know my leaving is only one grain of sand on an infinite beach, but I can't feel like I'm part of it. Now, I kind of really um, connected with Baron Frosty's comment because I really am struggling. I cannot decide what to do. I, and I, I, I keep every day I get on Twitter and I'm thinking, I, I don't know why. I mean, I, I, most of you who follow me on Twitter know that I don't actually tweet very much at all. I tweet the new episodes or from, or I'll wish somebody happy birthday or, you know, comment here and there. But generally I am not a Twitter person. I don't really, you know, I never have Twitteria. So, um, you know, I'm not, I don't know that I would, uh, or I, I should say, I don't know that Twitter would miss me. I would definitely miss Twitter because I follow so many people and so many different things on Twitter that I enjoy that actually have nothing to do with politics. I think I even mentioned this before. I follow a whole bunch of artists. I follow, um, bird stuff. Um, you know, I follow all these things that, that I enjoy and, and like to see their updates and stuff. And, uh, politics is not a major one. Like I don't follow a whole lot of politicians. I do see a lot of politics being discussed on Twitter, but I do not engage in it because I know that it's, you know, useless to do that. So anyway, Baron Frosty, I am about right there with you, but my, my question is, do I leave it all together or do I try to find an alternative? Because I've been seeing on Twitter all these people looking for a different place, like Mastodon. I think that's, yeah, Mastodon. But I went there, and it says you can't sign up right now on that, whatever that server is. And the thing is, I don't really understand the whole server thing. and I, I So, like, I don't really understand Mastodon anyway. Um, but what other platform is there that is popular enough that there are enough people that I know are on there that I would you know, enjoy the content. That's, that's really my, uh, one of my biggest questions about the whole thing. So if you have a suge- suggestion or even a way to do the Mastodon thing, cause I really do not know. I, I was like Ricky, I think Ricky, um, Ricky Burton on there, uh, um, was saying that he's he's too old because he doesn't understand how it works. I'm like, dude, I am right there with you. I do not understand it. So, you know, if anybody has suggestions or uh, um, comments to make it easier for me to find another place where everyone is, then I will, you know, take it under advisement. Now, I have a voicemail from Scotty the Little Aussie Battler. And again, this came in on like November 4th. So we're talking 12 days ago. And I just wanted to, you know, um, play it and uh, comment on what he had to say because I have uh, a little bit after this. So let's listen to this voicemail from Scotty. G'day, Archer. It's Scotty, your Aussie battler. And right up front, I want to say thank you for your warm regards about Alan dying. You're very welcome, Scotty. And what are you listening to in the background? 
I appreciate it, and also all the other Pride 48 people who commented. But I'm outrageously listening to Mix Minus, probably the show is two or three weeks old now. I actually was thinking, I think I hear Daniel and Adam in the background. <laughs> when Daniel is commenting about you and commenting that all Apple users are total dum-dum poo-poo heads and that... Apple users need lots of memory because they're too dumb to use Google Photos Cloud or something. Outrageous. I agree. But listen, I know you're a massive Apple fanboy, and what do you think about the huge price hike in Apple services? Uh, You've probably already recorded a podcast about it, but anyway... Okay, I'm going to pause there. And Scotty... um, I have not report, recorded podcasts, obviously, because this is the one. But um, I actually got an increase in the Apple One services as well. But it only went up like, I think, $2.20 or something like that. So I can't say that it's a huge increase. But let me let you continue. Oh, it's ridiculous. Apple One for individuals has gone up to $21.95. That's $2 more. Yeah. Premiere is $42.95. Oh. It's gone up $3. Ridiculous. I have the Premiere, so it's and $3. And Apple TV has skyrocketed to $9.99. That is- That's only if you buy it separately. It's, it's, uh, Apple TV is part of the Apple One Premiere uh, package, so you shouldn't have to be paying for that separately. It's bloody ridiculous. $2 more a month than what it used to be. That's a massive increase. It is just terrible. Also, in Australia, Apple Music has gone up by $1 to $12.99 per month. Outrageous, ridiculous. $13 a month. I could bloody well buy my own CDs for that. (laughs) And then I'd have them forever. And I wouldn't have to continually hit the stupid bloody download from the cloud button every time I wanted to listen to something. Who buys CDs? (sighs) Okay, well, it's time for contact on Mixed Minus, so I bet you have rung up to abuse them about abusing you. (laughs) Okay, bye. Love your work. Bye-bye, bye-bye-bye. Bye, Scotty. Thank you so much. Are you buying a new iPad? The yellow one? It looks amazing. (laughs) I didn't know that. Um, Actually, no, Scotty, I'm not buying a new iPad, but I really do love that yellow one because yellow is one of my favorite colors. Um. Just a quick comment there. Scotty, I don't think the increases are that horrible. Um, I, I, I don't know if they justified why they have to increase the prices, but uh, again, it's not, it's not a, uh, break, breaking the bank to, to continue the services because, as I've told you before, I use pretty much all those services. Um, well, I don't use the activity one very much because I'm lazy, but um, Every, every, everything else I use, I watch Apple TV, I watch, uh, I mean, I use Apple Music, we listen to Apple Music every single day um, in the house here on all the, iP- on the, all the um, HomePods. So yeah, so I use the services, so I can't really complain. I just, I really can't. But I do agree with you about um, Adam and Daniel, and I think I did call them and talk about that. I don't remember, um, you know, because, you know, it's been a while. But um, along the lines of the Apple stuff, last week... I believe it was midweek last week, Apple released um, iOS 16.1.1 for all of your iOS devices, iPads and iPhones. And they released 13.1 of 
Ventura for Mac OS devices like your uh, laptops and computers and stuff. So I went ahead and updated everything. I even, actually, they did um, update the Apple TVs as well, so I updated them. Everything's been updated in the house, and even all of the HomePods have been updated. I spent one entire day doing all the updates. But um, I think it was more security updates because it didn't take very long to do them in terms of each individual thing. Like, it, Well, because I have gigabit Ethernet, too, and it downloads really fast and, up, and you know, updates pretty quickly. So that's all um, updated and stuff. Now... Um, so today is Wednesday. A week from today, plus one day, is Thanksgiving. Now, my in-laws are coming in town on Monday, this coming Monday. And that means that I will probably not podcast the whole time they're going to be here. And they are going to be here until, let me look at the calendar. I think they're going to be here like nine days or 11 days or something like that. Let's see. Um, yeah, they're not going back until, let's see, one that's a week, um, nine days. They're not going back until like November 30th. So, um, oh man, nine days. So I probably won't podcast again until like December 1st. I think I think it would be December 1st would be the first time I can podcast. So you're basically going to get like two weeks off from Archer Radio. And I know it's already been two weeks off, right? So, you know, I, I, I'll get back to it. I'll, def I'll definitely get back to it. But I just want to let you know so you're not like, oh, is he all right? Is he pod fading? No, I'm not pod fading. I'm mostly just lazy. But because the in-laws are in town, I won't podcast when, when they're in town. Um, because I, I can't. They, they stay with us and they're like all over the place. So... Um, you know, I mean, like they're in the house and I can't really, you know, set up all my shit because the office is where they keep all the crap. It's just a big pain in the butt. So um, I won't podcast probably until December 1st. So, um, yeah, so that's all I have. I hope you guys have been doing well. I hope everything is, um, you know, you guys are ready for the holidays and uh, all that. So since I won't talk to you until after Thanksgiving, let me wish you a happy Thanksgiving now. So happy Thanksgiving, whatever you do, whether it's your own family, your created family, or you're by yourself, whatever, happy, have a happy Thanksgiving. All right, that's all for today. Thanks for listening. And until next time, bye. <laughs>